0: thinking about you wanting to share an idea about nature and thinking about what you're going to be doing next with your move. Yeah. I think it would be, objectively speaking, a really, really interesting addition to what you're doing with your nature photography and your Nordic history-based sort of clothing brands and the way you show that on social media to maybe in a simple way take the chance to document your move into the woods, into the wilderness where you will then for whatever period of time make that your home. Yeah. I think there's the opportunity for something quite interesting there.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking about doing that. In but, an
0: accessible way. Yeah. And all, with all the things you research with what we've been doing and all the Casey Neistat and all of the bite size, I learned this in this time period. Yeah. You could probably, probably. float a segment by segment video, something of a five or ten minute length, each, however long. Yeah about your your decision to do this where you find yourself what it is and dare I say using some of the mechanism from this the two folks framework yeah. to f- make that accessible and put it in a context for for anybody and everybody yeah, you can be the last monson for new people in uh, in their busy lives true give them that little bit of wilderness in their trava Verdike. I think that's a really nice opportunity. And I'm not giving you something new to confuse you or something else to do because you'll be doing it anyway. You don't anyway. think
1: I've been thinking about that all
0: Yeah, there? but I mean, like, objectively speaking, yeah. it, it, it seems like it could be a relatively straightforward thing for you to actually just do. Yeah. Drone footage, footage of you doing your things, talking. As you said, you want to write some words. You integrate all that together. Don't be too precious about it. No. And then just put it out every now and again. Yeah. I think it would be very valuable for people.
1: The uh the um voiceover thingy nature movie that was thought of as maybe I'm sorry letter to Nature for what humans do to the earth, mm. like not treat it properly, mm. and that's one section. And then I talk about, or I would talk about, how much I appreciate the beauty of the nature. Mm. And then just different shots from different scenarios. Mm. I think it sounds lovely. Yeah,
0: I'd I'd watch it.
1: I'll let you know when it's done.
0: Yeah, I think it's a really, really. Um, it's something that could work very well. Yeah, and you're both going to be in the position to show and share that. But, I, you but I think the, the
1: I think the. Um, the letter itself would be what makes it more interesting than just mm. flying a drone over woods. Exactly, because that's some, kind of what, some, what I was
0: thinking: is that there is far too many yeah. general nature landscape. I think footage things. Yeah, I
2: think
1: it's I think it's Casey Neistat who says that nobody gives a shit about your drone footage. Like do something else. Mm. Make it interesting, just mm. don't. I mean, you can make interesting stuff with a drone. Mm.
0: But But also, I mean, at least in Norway, how many people are stepping outside of their natural kind of rhythms, not urban, not hit to leave. Yeah. But deciding to, for a period, actually um, take some time to live in the nature, in the wilderness. Not too many. Yeah, and that's why I think it could be a great platform. Yeah. For you to share that true experience. Um. Yeah, I uh, yeah it makes me want it to be successful it makes me want to come and visit you doing it and to see and experience that possibility in a way Um, and that's what makes these things again referring back to our previous episode about Lars Monson it's making it accessible it means that the 95% 95% of people who see something like that who either can't or won't do the same can share in the experience vicariously. True. And you can say there's nothing better than sharing vicariously in something that has at its core yeah. some natural personal values. True. Um I think that's a very interesting angle on things. Um, And you don't have a particular axe to grind in in like saying, look at me doing this. You're saying, look at this as I'm doing this. But also you are self-aware enough to show yourself in that situation. Yeah. And not shy of that, which is helpful because... Otherwise, people watching don't have something to hang the experience on vicariously. Yeah. They get lost in it. Yeah. Like Casey Neisser is saying, there's only so much you can watch of a, a, a depersonalized natural situation. Um, and, I mean, there is the trick of... We also talked about cinema and, and the film experience in the previous episode... Everything you have seen as an observer of abandoned wilderness places has been taken with a camera or a movie camera. Mm -hmm. These things can only be experienced in solitude and isolation in their true form. Yeah, but with a story behind it, yeah, it becomes more interesting. Mm. And And with an individual a person can enable it to actually be more a more um, more of a connection yeah Uh, because if there is if it's if it's just landscape 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 boring I mean you've got no way to see where the human fits in yeah I mean it's it's beautiful in itself, mm. but it's... You can't imagine yourself standing on that rock yeah. in that place. Um And it's not saying, like, this is my holiday video of me standing on a rock because that you can't connect with either because no. then it's too much about the objective view. Yeah. You are a, a facilitator. You are... You're almost saying this could be you. Yeah. It isn't.
1: But, but come and share it.
0: Yeah, it could be, and it, for this moment, you can share this. Yeah, and that's really, really cool. Good for you, man. Cool. cool, 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 cool. Cool. For anybody who's seen the film Hot Rod, cool beans, cool beans, cool beans, cool beans. Give a fuck. Clouds, apples, biscuits. Religion. Fook. 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 Desk. Migration. Films of the 1930s. Spending your money. Shoes.
1: Scented candles. Welcome to this episode of Two Fooks, where we discuss what to give a fook about in your busy lives, rating it on 1 to ten on the foot score i'm marius and as usual next to me is ow hello hello how Ten. are you i'm good thank you how are you i'm
0: good on, warm, the sc- on the Fuchs
1: score from 1 to 10, how good are you?
0: I'm going to go for a big shining round 10. Ooh. Because if I wasn't, I wouldn't be here. Uh, and I am here, thus I'm a 10. Yeah. It's good to be here.
1: It's very good to be for here. More
0: warm and cozy. i got a nice cup of tea in my Two Fuchs mug. It's doing me good. Available now. <laughs> <laughs> Two Fuchs mugs available now. Hashtag mug life. Yeah, hashtag mug life. Yeah. And thanks to everybody who's bought a mug. #MugLife Mug life. Way. <laughs> not that. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm not midlife either. <laughs> Where are we at on this fine morning? The city of Stavanger. The city of Stavanger. Coastal, uh, southwestern Norway. Uh, Northern Europe. Yep. Uh, Mother Earth. Mother Earth. End of 2019. Yep. Um, it's
1: almost 2020.
0: What does that mean?
1: That it's almost 2020, year 2020.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. I'm sure all the other planets in the solar system are looking at Earth jealously saying, Oh, oh look at that. They're Earth's going to be 2020. <laughs> what does that mean?
1: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's 2020.
0: It's just 2020. Yeah. Earth's going to put like a put a, a little ribbon around it saying, "20." I made it to 2020. <laughs> <laughs> well done me yeah. in the Roman calendar.
1: Mm-hmm. To, to 2020. Mm-hmm.
0: A.D. B.C. B.C. A.D. Anno Domini. Uh, yeah, that one. Yeah. The one after the consensus of the... What you said. That chappy. Right. We have serious things to talk about. We have fuchs to give about... We have people depending on us. Giving a f- We have people tuning in their podcast radar... And saying, there's two men sat in mostly black or dark clothing <laughs> on a bright Nordic morning. Giving fooks. Giving fooks. And I'm listening and I need to know what's important to give a fook about. Um, and the audience turns and they look to the man with the auburn rusty red beard and the black rim glasses and the topknot. And they say Marius. What are we gonna give a fook about today? Judgment. <gasps> oh that's a Oh oh my gosh. I could feel the weight of that weighty foot topic. Yeah, right. Goodness me. But you're not judging it, are you? I wouldn't dare. No. I, I I immediately begin to form some area of assessment, but I am not putting weight in any of those assessments which might lead to to judgment mm-hmm. where's this come from um,
1: probably looking at Facebook and Instagram or YouTube or people making bad judgment comments mm. on other people's creations or just life in general Mm. i mean and i've thought about this who who am i as a single person to make a judgment of another human being
0: Hmm. are you asking me or you're asking that rhetorically
1: yeah rhetorically hmm and I, I've been doing it myself, for sure. I'm far from perfect. Wow. wow. Not that far. Yeah. Pretty close. <laughs> You're judging me now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean... I certainly am. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that judgment is bad... There's also bad judgments. Hmm. And I don't think Con- constructive judgment. Would that be right?
0: Uh, I guess you could say that. You can also say constructive criticism. Yeah, criticism. <laughs> yeah, but criticism and judgment not being the same thing. True.
1: Yeah, because if you're criticizing, you're not... What would be the difference?
0: I think maybe if you... I I mean, just to take it at the the value of the words, if you were criticizing, you would be actively finding the faults with something. Um, Either good or bad. No, I mean the the term comes with probably more bad. Constructive would have a bit more of a positive slant on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But judgment—that's to pass judgment. That is less of a discussion. That's more of a sentencing. That's a more judgment in the legal yeah. sense. The judge True. says this is the case. You have judged or been judged. Yeah. Whereas to criticize is to apply a level of... things that are up for discussion, things that you think are imperfect or could be better. Yeah. Whereas judgment is... Bam. This is how I feel. And like you say with social media and stuff, a lot of things that should be criticism... End up appearing as judgment because then they're in black and white. Yeah. Is that the kind of thing you mean? Yeah,
2: for sure. Hmm. Yeah.
1: So, I don't think we are entitled to judge other people because we don't know where they're coming from, what they've been through, or what. Went on, Mm. leading up to that certain I don't know post or video or whatever. Mm. But it can also be judgment on people passing you on the street. Mm. You may not say it to their face, but you can like tell your the person walking next to you. Oh, look at that thing and. Whatever.
2: Mm.
1: <coughs> I think we're good at making judgment, but if we, instead of just putting it out there, just keep it to yourself and just don't mention
2: anything.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think some of these things come from, like you say, in public, maybe. Judgment comes or, or, or uh, don't uh, like the phrase goes, don't judge me. Yeah, only having said it out loud, I think a lot of those things perhaps are more criticisms than they are judgments. Because, like you say, if you're walking and you see something that you don't agree with or an act done that you don't agree with or someone looking like something that doesn't register in a positive sense I think we've maybe learned the bad habits of criticism or judgment lazy judgment that's another phrase yeah and as you say you can keep it to yourself there is the saying if you if you've got nothing nice to say don't Don't say say anything at all having said that that's a bit tricky because you can end up a couple of things can happen you can end up repressing something that you might have to accept you have thought as a consequence of bad habits which you might actually have to unpack why did I think that about that person yeah that wasn't that wasn't in in a natural way a nice thing to think that I thought why did that pop into my head why did I have such a critical view yeah do I actually feel that Or is that a mechanism that's happened? Have I learned that bad habit? That's worth checking in. So a good idea would
1: be to... Talk to someone about it. And then maybe... Let's say we were walking downtown. Mm. And... Some person... Passed us. Mm. And... I made a judgment out of their appearance Mm. would it then be better to talk to you about it and like you say why did I think this I didn't want to think this Mm. way
0: I mean that would be an incredibly uh, open and mature way of tackling it because then you're not just dealing with it
1: Every time it happens, or then you...
0: You're articulating how you are responding to something. Yeah. You can't do anything about the, the, the state or individuality of the thing you're responding to.
2: Yeah.
0: As you respond to it, because it has had an effect on you. If, I think it's a really interesting thing then to say to kind of, as you say, to bring it up and say... Perhaps ask why you think it made you pass judgment. Yeah. Why did that particular color of sweatshirt or the logo on it or what that person was saying or doing, why in an immediate impact way did that make me judge? It's me that's judged. Yeah. Have they provoked? my public sense of anything yeah is anybody else judging would that change
1: it wouldn't make it more okay if more people felt that way
0: but this is my second point and that is not addressing how that judgment comes up Can lead one to being uh, can lead you to feeling guilty for having judged or felt like you've judged which isn't very helpful either so if you've seen something that you have then had a quite a, a quick judgmental reaction to and you don't know why and you can't reason it out you might end up actually forcing guilt upon yourself for having felt judgmental yeah. which is also a little mm-hmm. problematic Yeah. Um, I think the interesting thing and you can correct me if I'm wrong but you're you're almost referring to not judging people In the assumption that they haven't deliberately done anything wrong or provocative. Yes. Yes.
1: They are just being themselves. In like a normal setting as possible. Mm. They're not beating up someone or they're not breaking into something, but they're just walking around like every day.
2: hmm
0: I th- I, th- I think it's a really good area to bring up, and I think it's really important something to give Fuchs about because
1: I wasn't sure how this was going to turn out at all, but I think it's.
0: Well, I've spent quite a lot of time recently because of my training, or I'm, I've been in training. I am in training to be course leader for um, the Humanist Society, and. One of the key five areas of that is morals and ethics, yeah um now, bearing in mind, this usually has to do with youth groups and teenagers learning about these things, so you have to make it accessible, and this is kind of where we're at. This yeah. is where it comes to street level. having said that in in research and preparation, I'm reminding myself of some of the more historical discussions about morals and ethics at least in relation to that and like you say you weren't sure how it was going to go the more I read on the back history of the forming of moral philosophy and ethical philosophy I think it's one of the biggest areas that isn't actually more part of our daily life Yeah, it's a hugely lacking area which has had generations of massive amounts of work put into it to establish our ways of life both Mm. private and public but I can almost find hardly a grain of a lot of the mechanisms for finding how you judge how you criticize how you assess your judgments to things on a moral or ethical stance in how we interact um, which is problematic because there is more of us there's more reasons that might provoke us to judge or criticise for no reason or for many deliberate reasons but we're not exercising the tools or the abilities to do it in a In a balanced way. Yeah. Um, To not end up feeling guilty for doing it or to end up being blind to what's going on. Because the flip side of this is there are a lot of things done deliberately to provoke us, things that are done that are immoral and bad um, in relation to our value system. And we are not judging it. We are not criticizing it. And then you see people like environmental protesters or political activists, if they actually care so much that they do want to pass judgment on something, then the worrying thing happens that you see that it almost makes no good. Yeah. Because the larger political systems or economic systems or companies or brands or or things don't care whether you judge them. True. So we're talking about a very human level, as I understand it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What makes me make a judgment on someone who doesn't do anything to to make me have to judge them. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. The, the per, like you said the person walking by with a colored sweater or like a logo on it or some graphic on it. Mm. I mean, why do my brain automatically judge that person?
0: Could it be that we're at some kind of
1: even though I don't want to,
0: yeah, it could it be that we are a, a bit of a animal instinct state Probably. with that. We are uh, instinct wise. We are meant to respond to things, whether it is something pleasing or displeasing, whether it is it. it, it frightens or whether it confuses and they say that the, the thing that they say one of the things that separates our mental state from that of animals is that we can we can think in the abstract outside of the immediate consequences and we create we create hypo- hypothetical situations to respond to yeah by which i mean you see that logo and you have the ability to connect it up with things that don't actually have anything to do with you and that person who's wearing it. We
1: make an assumption before we get to know why they're wearing that sweater Mm. or why they are walking a funny way Mm. or... But
0: you are... That's almost culture. And the way we're encouraged to use our identity in cultural terms that is placing itself between us as humans or human animals. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, we have to then acknowledge that we also respond instinctively to different types of humans than ourselves. And we provoke different kinds of responses in other people, whether we mean to or not, which I will bring up in possibly my next topic. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Okay, so how do you want to sort of trundle forward with this? Is judge... I mean, it's not something we can...
1: We can't say don't judge people.
0: And we also maybe cannot not have that reflex to respond. But But you don't have to pass judgment. Like your mental processes don't have to lead you to the point that makes you feel like you have judged full stop. That is my judgment because you haven't... It's a line of thought you haven't said it out loud you haven't acted on it you have had an impulsive reaction to something
2: yeah but I
0: think we underestimate what passing judgement actually means Yeah. if you actually pass judgement on someone wearing a hoodie which if I can take a concrete example you being a vegan Mm -hmm. which would say someone wearing a hoodie saying, I, I think actively, yeah, you actually have a hoodie saying vegan. If someone had a hoodie saying meat eater, I actively encourage people to eat more meat. Yeah. That might make you form more of a judgment because that you can identify the fact that that person has not only chosen to wear that top, which might have a cool logo or picture on it but it is articulating a social and cultural message which you personally and for society in general is perhaps not in keeping with with the best interests of our general welfare yeah then you might be getting towards passing more of a judgment because you then might say, you might just say, might you? Hey, man, I think that jump is a little bit, little bit extreme. Yeah. I mean, then you would be only just starting to get to passing judgment on. The wearing of the sweater. Yeah. Not that person in their private self, but the act of wearing the sweater.
1: But they will make a judgment from the statement of Mm -hmm. the sweater.
0: But then we're into things like how we react to culture. Yeah. And that, again, I hate to keep going on about these sort of more weighty things, but... There's the study area of semiotics, which is of signs and symbols. That's how we look at road symbols and know what's going to be happening as we're driving our car a mile ahead. Uh, as we walk round a city and we see signs and they tell us. And we, in nature, you you mm, you look at the colour of a particular mushroom compared to another, and it might be giving you the "I'm poisonous." Signal culture does that too. It and when it knowingly does that, we are, as people familiar with signs and symbols and letters and colors and arrangements, respond to vegan, meat eater, cool, (laughs) (laughs) not cool but I am cool for wearing it. Mm -hmm. It's playing with semiotics and and symbols. Um, That's like our natural habitat in some ways now. Um, What's sad, I think, referring back to your initial point, is that the depth and complexity of these issues seems very unconsidered until... like an online stuff, until it's already happened. And the personal... complications of it, both for the person who said it... and the person who receives it, start to sink in. I think if we considered a lot of these aspects in advance... or were more aware of them, it might... Or at least make a little bit more cause for consideration in advance do you think it's right or wrong to if one has that sense of judgement and then you ask yourself do I actually feel that should you act on it Like, if does the judgment come just in the acknowledging? Actually, yes, I do disagree or agree with what I'm seeing. Is that the end of the judgment, or the being judgmental, or does one have to then act on it to to make it matter?
2: Hmm.
0: You can think and be judgmental in the most extreme way. Yeah. But if you don't say it out loud, but and you don't to- say it to anybody, it ha- have you been judgmental? Not actively. No,
1: you haven't. That's true. But it won't do any good just throwing judgment out there either. No. So... Even though it's maybe not your fault that you're just you're judging out of what you see, you don't you're not entitled to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Even though a lot of people do does that.
0: Mm. Interesting. Like they even,
1: even or they either write it down online or they say it out loud in public. I don't think they're there's there's nothing good that will come out of that statement hmm.
0: i quite like oh, your use of the word entitled is interesting because um i mean of course no one did. you're not entitled
1: to say oh that's that's wrong of you to wear that sweater
0: No, but if the sweater, taking the sweater as an example, if the sweater is being worn in a public place, you are as much of a part of that public dynamic as anybody else. And you, as a participant, I'm just going to run with this as an idea. Yeah. You as a participant in that public dynamic, having chosen—nobody forced you to go to town—to see that person wearing that jumper. You have chosen to be part of that public dynamic. Do you also have a responsibility, not an entitlement, to set to criticise or judge, but do you have a responsibility to pass judgment if that? the thing that's upsetting you or causing you to react might also be not in the best interests of the other people in that environment it would be the if this was a complicated topic
1: if if i were um sweatshirt that said old babies need to be killed Mm. (laughs) or a sweater that only said vegan that's two very different statements or messages in Mm -hmm. a way and I think people react out of could you say. F- not fear, but they act out of. Um this is a long pause.
0: <laughs> Sometimes when we have these pauses on Two folks, it's because the chat. Like, we try and record these as they happen, and we're genuinely trying to engage with lines of thought that we haven't tackled before so it takes time it does and i mean we're thinking about them
1: and the more we talk about it the more complicated
0: it gets and so it should yeah hence why
1: we give a fuck about it yeah but the uh different statements on the um clothes the person wearing the clothes has probably knows that someone will be offended or could make a judgment from what you're wearing mm. but that doesn't mean he can't wear it
0: mm. yeah yeah true and and
1: it's also a big difference between kill all babies and vegan or meat eater or
0: Nike or Nike all of which though carry their own baggage yeah I think that it also this opens up an uh, an area of an area which on both sides of this situation can be a much more constructive area for criticism or judgment and engagement with these sorts of situations and that is acknowledging that if in a number of cases we're responding to stuff that is either clothes-based, or product-based, or item-based, or uh, something that people can choose to do or have on them, or, or use in in settings around other people. That item has been intentionally made and put into the marketplace. Yeah. That means that statement, that brand, that item and what it represents has been deliberately made available. Yeah. So the opportunity for criticism and judgment on seeing that can be actively leveled back at the maker, the producer... The trend or the style from which that item comes from. Yeah. If we're participating in a public place, that person has chosen to put it on, but it, but on the majority of times, that person hasn't made it themselves.
1: No, it has
0: been. And if they have, it probably won't carry that kind of message on the whole. But um, the person
1: seeing that doesn't know whether he
0: did it. No. Why he, why he chose that. Hence why these things are provocative. Yeah. And that's why brands like to brand themselves because it creates response in the marketplace. It, it, it sells more. It creates response. And it provokes response in people seeing it. So that's why we, seeing something we find provocative, need to also know how to respond correctly to provocation. And that's not, it's to actually accept that we might be having that thought, ask where that response is coming from, but also be able to say, where do I direct this judgment It's not to that person wearing that jumper because there's 100,000 of those jumpers. Where's the jumper come from? Yeah. And not only where's the jumper come from whose decision was it to make that jumper? It's my responsibility to be more It's tough because it puts the responsibility on the end user to use that term
1: because the producers or the designers they won't experience what the end user is experiencing
0: no and it's like also unless
1: they are wearing it in
0: public and it's like passing judgment on we talked about this before with plastic bottles yeah someone chucking a plastic bottle on the floor is it the fault solely of the person chucking the bottle on the floor or is it the fault of the shop selling the plastic bottles or is it the fault of the producer choosing to use plastic bottles or is it the company that continues to make plastic bottles
1: or the marketing yeah division. I mean
0: there, there is no simple line in all of this No. Um, so we have a responsibility to be a lot more
1: careful with the judging
0: and hands-on with the process of judging yeah. as and when it arises. I think you're right. We need to both be both careful and ready to get to work with the complexity of it, which, I mean, sadly, the pace of our, as we say in the intro, busy lives often doesn't seem like the place to get stuck into all of this yeah and producers and market producers and culture producers know this so they just flood the marketplace because
2: they make money on it
0: they make money on it and the people actually constructively responding or criticizing will on the whole be drowned out true um so
1: so when you when you notice the act of judging instead of just putting it out there right away... get more in depth of why you, why you got upset or why you made the judgment... and think about, like you said, the, the making of the thing or the producers or marketing or... don't just make the judgment on that single person think beyond the judgment you made, it's not only that one person Mm.
0: and that comes down to people's acts and people's tendencies and people's choices because you can always extend it wider to societal trends to political trends and, and all of those can't have enough constructive criticism or judgment laid at them. Yeah. Because these are abstract concepts put on society to live by. If we don't engage with them and try and make them more relevant and better, then we don't move forward as human beings living together. We are we are scared and struck silent and confused by these general accepted rules around us, which doesn't help us at all. Yeah. Uh, And the people and companies that capitalise or exploit those situations are just as... It's just as necessary to have a considered critique of them as it is to have that knee jerk response in a public place. We just need to do the do the hard work. Yeah. Um I think that's great. Good topic, man. Yeah. <laughs> Woo 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 That's like opening the doors on a sauna afterwards. Yeah. <coughs> that was something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm I'm I almost wonder whether we leave that as a single topic for this episode. Yeah. Because otherwise it will get too long. Yeah. But that enables me maybe just to um
1: Just let's let's wrap this up and mm. then we continue Another day. Another day.
0: Mm, for sure. Because yeah. we gave that the fook focus it really needed. Um Yeah. Wow, thank you. Yeah, this was... How do we even rate that? (sighs) You said judgment. Judgment.
1: And then we said... A a lot lot of other
0: words. (laughs) And now we're here.
1: Back to judgment. So... We're going to judge the judgment...
0: On oh, the Fook score? Are we going to judge judgment? Uh, How do you do that? By the reasoning we have arrived at. Yeah. Which is...
1: Get behind the judgment. Or... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Enable yourself to put your judgment in context... Try to
1: get to know yourself why you made that judgment.
0: Mm, and research where the thing that caused judgment has its roots. Yeah. Whether it's societal or cultural or, or behavioral or anything like that. Yeah. So,
1: judgment on the score... Be careful with it.
0: Use it where it's. But should we say it like this? If I, if we, if we rein in as it being very important, but needs to be handled correctly. We can say. Judge judgment.
1: Judge judgment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. N- not only be aware of your responses to things but go to work on why why. you
1: made the judgment
0: yeah yeah judge judgment judge judgment take judgment with a pinch of salt
1: yeah judge judgment
0: nine judge judgment nine nah 8.5 8.5 8.5 wow yeah. Well, for all of you who were expecting a relatively joke-filled uh, <laughs> episode of us talking about uh, scented candles, scented or- candles and biscuits that have chocolate filling, tough. Uh, you have to- go and eat a biscuit now. Reward yourself if you've sat through this. Um, and we thank you as always for following along because uh, we couldn't do this without wanting to make something that might be interesting to listen to. So for everybody listening.
1: We we judge. <laughs>
0: but we judge. Let's not a, get lost again. We no. will be another hour. We get
1: judge we judge in a good way. Mm. Um you're awesome, all the listeners. Mm. That's my judgment. Oh. 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 Um And if you want to find out what we're up to, you can hit us up on Instagram.
0: Two Fooks. Facebook. Two Fooks with three O's.
1: Or they can send us an email.
0: Info at twofooks.com. You got it. Yeah. Well, we wish you all a good day. Have a good day. Al. Thank you.
1: Thank you.